Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. You are great, yes, you are holy one. You walk upon the sea, you raise the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty God. Everything written about you is great. You are great, yes, you are. Walk upon the sea, raise the dead. You reign in majesty, mighty God. Everything written about you is great. So you are great. 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 Yes, you are. You are. Everything written about you is great. So you are great. You are great. Lord, you are great. You are great. And you are great. You are great. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are great. Oh, you are great. Everything written about you. Hey! 
worship you today. We give you all the praise as we lift our hands to you. God we Some of you will be comforted because there's a time for everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you, the time, the season that you are in, if you attempt this one. <laughs> Let, that's all. I just, let's read Ecclesiastes to comfort ourselves. Because some of you, as you saw her flexing around, you asked her that if you attempt, It will not be easy for you, so let us all comfort ourselves with Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There's, there's a time for everything. Hallelujah. One, two, go. Let's read. There is a season and a time to everything under the heaven. Verse 2. No, you know what? In the days of Jesus Christ, they stood to read the Bible and they sat down for him to preach. Please stand up and let's read. 
Hallelujah. That's what they did in the days of Christ. Amen. The Bible said they stood to read and then they sat down to hear him preach. So one, two, go. Ecclesiastes. Start again. There is a season, a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of peace oh, and a time of peace. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The Bible says to everything there's a purpose and there's a time. Hallelujah. Last week I started sharing with you about a time. Okay, what was this? I was talking about, okay? But the appointed times of our lives. Some, you see, our life is time-based. Amen. Can you hear me, church? Our life is what? Time-based. Things are so time-dependent. And when you are out of sync with time, you lose. But when you are in sync with time, you gain. Is that true? So it is very important for you to know the time. No, it's okay, it's okay. I'm running late. That's the best for the day. I know that. Okay? It's very important for you to know the time. Because you see, our life is regulated by time. So, when you don't know the right time, you lose. But when you know the right time, you gain. Hallelujah. And Ecclesiastes says it's a time for everything. You know, a time to lose and a time to get. You see, sometimes you must accept that you are in the losing season. Okay, and let things go. Hallelujah. And some, there's also a time to get. Whereby you are in the grabbing season. And don't let anything pass you by. Make sure you grab some. Hallelujah. So, because that is how our lives are regulated. Amen. I said amen. That is why the Bible says that... Um, the sons of Issachar, you see, they knew the times. Look, when you know the times, when you know the times, you do well. Hallelujah. Last week, I was talking to a sister. She used to live in one of those, you know, this country has the neck of the woods, you know. America is quite a developed country. There's the, there's the city and there's the neck of the woods. So I asked her that, why have you moved back to the city? I asked her. And she told me, this is not the time to live in the neck of the woods. And I understood what she was saying. 
So the time that we are in, the season that we are in in this country, this is not a time to be living in the neck of the woods. And I said, yes, you are right. Some time ago, it was profitable to live in the neck of the woods. Based on who you are. But this time, it may not be a good idea. Are you hearing me? This is somebody who understands the times. What some time ago may not cost you, can cost you now. Is somebody hearing me? So you must know the times. And the Bible said, the sons of Issachar, they knew the times and the seasons. If I show me, let me show you that verse. First Chronicles 12, 32. First Chronicles 12, 32. It said that, and the children of Issachar, which, which were men, that had understanding of the times. That's what I'm Understand the times. Understand. You see, most of the time, you don't understand the time. That's why it's a lot of calamity. Jesus said, Jerusalem, I visited you, but you knew not your time. He said, you must understand the times. For example, when your husband is tired and is trying to get rest, that's not a time to go and have a discussion. You must understand the time the man is tired and wants to rest. That's not a time to so, you know, what happened last night, we have to talk about it. It will only bring a quarrel. You must understand the time that, look, this same matter, if I let this guy sleep and he rests and he eats and he wakes up, I can talk to him better. Understand the times. Let the wife say, <laughs> Understand the times. That is not the time to discuss this matter. Because you want to talk about it, must talk about it now. No, no, it may be the wrong time. Even, even asking, you see, even making a request, you must understand the time. Some, the same request, it depends on the time that you make it, you may be granted. Yes, you need to buy a new, a new shoe. There's a right way to ask. Not even on payday. After activities in the bed, honey. You see. <laughs> That's where you put in your request. Hallelujah. They say, understand the times. To know what, understand the times. To know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200. And all, you see, that's the verse I want to say. And all their brethren were at their commandment. All their brethren were at their commandment because they understood the times. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, understand the times. Some of you are too clueless. It's not even healthy. Look, the Bible said there's a time to laugh and a time to mourn. It's not every time that you should be laughing, no. It's not every time. Sometimes your laughter can pro, your laughter can lead to your dismissal because your boss is not in a happy mood and you are laughing. <laughs> you have, you, yeah. Your boss is not in a happy mood and, that, and you are laughing. There's tension in the office. Well, see, when there's the tension in the office, learn to, even if you don't care, learn, learn like you care. Understand the times. Understand the times. There's a time to go to school. I said there's a time to go to school. Understand that where you are in life, the best thing you can do is to go to school. Understand it. 
Hallelujah. So when it's time to go to school, that's not the time you should be driving a cab around and making money. I'm preaching to you. How long can you do that thing? And understand the time to the school is over. Based on the current responsibilities, any attempt to go to school will be a disaster. You can't even learn. <laughs> the brain is not even there to learn. So you might as well get, bring something that brings money. Hallelujah. Understand the times. And last week I shared with you, most ladies who probably are not married, or most ladies who, who are not married, most ladies who are married, probably did not understand the times. Probably. Because, you see, the Bible says, you see, your life is like a flower. You see, and every lady, you are like a flower. There comes a season where a lot of guys are proposing to you. It's, it's only a seasonal. It's only a season. It's a flower. A flower does not blossom all along. And most of them, when, ladies, when guys are proposing to them, they don't understand that it's for only a season. Oh. Then you'll be looking at the guy. <laughs> I don't like a strawberry mark. I don't. Keep on. I don't like his height. I don't like his height. He's too short. He's too dark. He's too fat. He's too skinny. But the times are passing by. Very soon, when that season passes, when there is no flower, look, bees only go, bees only go to the plants when they are pollinating. When there is no flower, no bee comes. When the thing goes over, At that point, you will see that even as we say, Akio Popo, even though they don't come, they don't even come because the time has passed. Every time I see people laugh, you see, I want, I want the younger ones to be wise. Are you hearing me? Younger ones, what? Be wise. As they keep on proposing to you, it's only a season. You better pick one before you get to the end of the shelf. Because when you get to the end of the shelf, it becomes an expired goods. It's taken off the shelf. Back to the storeroom. I'm serious. Understand the times. This one, I was just talking to another boy. So annoyed, so depressed, so sad. And I say, you, you're a very beautiful girl. A family member. You're a very beautiful girl. But you were so high and mighty. Oh, the boys in the neighborhood wanted to marry you. You said no. Now, all the boys in the neighborhood, so this local boys, you call them local boys. My family member. My family, I'm talking my family member. This one is so depressed. I said, you call, and you call them local boys. Area boys. You are looking for international stars. It was her birthday. You see, they get depressed on their birthdays. Because as you look at her age, you see that Charlie. No, look, I am being, I am being honest with you. Young ones understand the times. Yeah. Hallelujah! Only a preacher like me. I can preach. I'm not afraid of your face. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
As for me, I'm not afraid of your face. I'll tell you. Truth is truth. Hallelujah. I mean, I got to preach. I have to preach my message. Father, I command every resisting face to bow in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he talks about a time to be born. And I think last week I talked about the time to be born. Right? At the appointed time, the angels of Mrs. Sarah. Look, listen to me. There's a time to be born. Your birth is not a mistake. Hallelujah. Whether your parents were married or not married before, your birth is not a mistake. God knew about your birth. God knew about the day you will be born. Whether you were born in marriage or out of marriage, your birth is not a mistake. And I keep on telling this church, listen to me, the, fornic- the sin is the fornication, not the child. So nobody should come and ask me, Reverend, so will you dedicate the baby? Yes, I will dedicate the baby because the child is a blessing from God. The sin was the fornication. And you also sinned anyway. Like yours, we didn't catch you. <laughs> yes, we didn't see. Oh? oh? That's all. So don't. Let's, let's, let's not be hypocritical. Amen. No birth. It's an accident. Hallelujah. God knows at the appointed time. So your birth is not accident. That is why I said strongly last week. That is the reason why. You see, that is the. And you don't know what the child will be. That is why nobody should even think about abortion. Even if the accident was a mistake born the baby. If you cannot take up the baby, are there other good citizens who can take up the baby? No, no, no abortion should not. Do you know, John Wesley was the number 14 child of the mother. If the mother has aborted him, if the mother has had too many children, so this guy, I don't want, good about John Wesley was number 14. The whole Methodist church would have been aborted. The whole Methodist denomination would have been aborted if the mother said, oh, I've had too many children, I'm tired. Because you don't know what the child will be. Therefore, don't even think about it. Whatever the child may be, give birth to that child. Is somebody hearing me? Don't even let it cross your mind. Yes. Because the Bible said, children are a gift from God. Hallelujah. What that, listen to me. Neither do you choose. Even the sex of the child is determined by God. I said the sex of the child is determined by God. There is no genetic engineering. Even though they can do in vitro fertilization, they cannot, they cannot, they cannot genetically engineer the sex. As for that one, you can't. You can take a sperm from a man, an egg from a woman, Put it in a test tube and make a baby. But you cannot control the sex. At the end of the day, the sex is determined by God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't say that I have too many girls so you are sad. No. God has decided the way you are, you'll be a good father for girls. That's why he gave you more girls. <laughs> Just receive it. 
Receive it. Yeah. God knows that the way you are, you'll be a good father for boys. So receive it. Yeah. And don't be... Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. A time to be born. Amen. I said a time to be born. Amen. Yeah. God knows. God knows already. You have three boys. That's what God has given you. Oh, uh, I, I want another girl. You can keep on trying. <laughs> my mother, my, me, I have three boys. Who? I have three boys. My mother said, oh, it's left with a girl. I said, what is the guarantee? You see, I have three boys. And my mother keep on saying that, you have to, I, have, I have to keep on having I'm, I'm one more child because it's left with a girl. And I asked her, I told her, what is the guarantee that the next one will be a girl? I can easily end up with five boys, so I stopped. <laughs> Hallelujah. No. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm preaching? Time. And if God made you a girl, be a girl. Let me preach my heart. If God made you a girl, be a girl. If God made you a boy, be a boy. If God created you a boy, then you change your voice. Hello! You see, this, you see, all these are the manifestation of the devil. Satan is getting a stronghold in the world. That is why the world is changing. Amen. That is why you can go for a, a, a meeting, international meeting, G7, and they say all the wives of the G7 should stand. And among the G7 wives is a man. I was, didn't you see it? Last week. Didn't you see it? Oh, you don't listen to the news. The, pre, the wife of the president of... Uh, Lazenberg. There were women, women. The, the spouses of the president were standing. And among the spouses was a man. Because he was a spouse. Rubbish. Don't you even see that you look weird among the women? <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? If God made you a man, you are a man. Listen to me. If God... You can change your voice and talk like a woman, but you can't change the way you wooey. You will still wooey like a man. If you like change the way you wooey. Is somebody hearing me? Let us be comfortable with what God made us to be. Amen. If God made you black, you are black. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me continue. So it's a time to be born. Amen. Of course, it follows. If there's a time to be born, then it's a time to die. That's logical. Are you here with me? Yeah. Yeah. There's a time to die. Like I said, <coughs> some appointments you don't make, it's made for you. Hebrews 9, 27. Hebrews 9, 27. And as it is appointed, you don't make that appointment. As it is appointed unto men once to die. So it is a time to die. Unless the Lord, if the Lord tarries, all of us one day will die. Tell your neighbor, I will either be at your funeral or you'll be at my funeral. I said, tell your neighbor, I will either be at your funeral or you'll be at my funeral. 
Oh, you, 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 you don't think what I'm saying is true? I said, time to die. Listen to me. Nobody is expecting to die, number one. And I bind the spirit of premature death. I bind the spirit of premature death. I said, I bind the spirit of premature death. We shall live and fulfill our days. Yes, so we believe in that. But it does not mean that you should not think about death. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. No, 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 nobody's, I mean, no, none of us is. We are not all expect, We are not believing to die soon. Oh, we will leave. I believe they will leave. We are not going now. We will go at the appointed time. I said, We will go at the appointed time. No witch, no wizard, no accidents will take you out of this life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. That means, but you still have to know that death, death is. You have to think about the reality of death. And the fact that you know people who are dead should make you think. Do you know somebody who's dead? I'm asking you a question. Do you know somebody who's dead? Do you know somebody who's dead who is older than you? Huh? Do you know somebody who's dead who is your age? Do you know somebody who's dead who's younger than you? Uh-huh. So think about it. Hallelujah. What, and you see, You know, the reason why it is important to think about this is that when you think about the reality of death, you are wise. Hallelujah. Anybody who lives their lives and thinks that it's possible to die is wise. Because when you think about the, that death is possible, you don't do certain things. Oh, yeah. Not that, not, that, not that you are believing God to die, but because you think that death is possible, you behave in a different way. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 You think about it. Yep. You see, in Psalm 90 verse 12, Psalm 90 verse 12, so, because of the reality of that, it says, so teach us to number our years. <laughs> teach us to number our years. To number what? To number what? Not your years. Teach us to number our days that we may apply hearts unto, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days. You see, what the Bible said, learn to count your life in days, not in years. Oh, yeah. If you think, if you begin to number your life in days, that tomorrow I may not, it's possible I will not be here, it will make you a wise person. Not that next year I will not be here, but tomorrow. Teach us. Give us the wisdom. You see, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. You see, what it means that that thought, that thought, that your life is measured in days makes you wise. Because, you see, it makes you behave in a certain way. Listen to me, if you know that tomorrow you will not be alive, why are you quarreling with that person today? Have you thought about it? If you know that tomorrow you may not be alive, why are you quarreling with the person today? Why do you have so much hatred in your heart against somebody? 
forgiving that person? Do you want to die in unforgiveness? Teach us. Teach us. Teach us to number our days. Let us think. Let us see, think that way. You see, it, it didn't say you will die, but say when you think that way, it makes you wise. It didn't say you're going to die tomorrow, but when you think that way, it makes you wise. If you think about it. Look, in medical school, in medical school, we had a mature man. The guy who was the, the keeper of the mug. Okay? I mean, he has his own problems. He's a mug man. He has his own problems. He was always drunk. I mean, this, this, that kind of job, if you do, you always drink. I don't see how he can have the same mind and do that type of work. So the guy is always drunk. But one thing, every time they bring the money, hey, Alasa, boom, they, and, and because of that, one thing you always tell, hello, you see? If you show me, I know the quarrel, I know the quarrel. <laughs> he always tell us that that's why he doesn't quarrel. Yeah, I mean, he will, get, he will get drunk. It's his own problem. But to quarrel with you, no, 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 no. And we forgive him for drinking because this type of work, if you do, you have to drink. But he doesn't, he said, he said that, he always said, that is why I don't quarrel. Because every day he sees people, young, old, sick, healthy, being brought there. So he, he asked them, what is the point? He said, that's why I don't quarrel. Me, I'm not a jealous anybody. Yo. Me, I'm Hassan, I'm okay. Yes. Teachers. You apply wisdom. Are you hearing me? See, look, I'm preaching. If appointed time, if 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 you if you number your life in days, even some of even some of you, the secrets you keep from your spouses. Have you thought about that? This morning that you are hiding, tomorrow you die. Nobody, your wife will not know it. <laughs> have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? Have you thought about it that this morning that you are hiding on the side building that you have not told your wife tomorrow you can die, then nobody will know about it. I'm preaching to you. Keep on hiding it. Tell your neighbor, you keep on hiding. Keep on hiding. <laughs> keep on hiding it. You are doing some project on the side. She, your wife doesn't know anything about it, though. Keep hiding. One day you go and then tomorrow. You see, it, it teaches. Think. Yeah. If you, you see, to number our days. You see, if you think about it in that way. Even you give your children good instructions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, you even make a will. You even make a will. See, making a will does not mean you are going to die. It's wisdom. Just like going to buy a car insurance does not mean you are going to have an accident. I love it. 
please put it down on paper. He's a wise man. It doesn't mean you're going to die. All that you are trying to do, you are trying to eliminate confusion after you are gone. And, and, and one thing I know about words like, are changeable. Today you can say, okay, I'm giving it to this person. Tomorrow the person is behaving, go and change it. <laughs> it's not set in stone. Oh, lies. Is that, is that the truth? Is that what it's done? Hey, you can change it anytime. So you can give it to your wife. If she has come busy, say you. Change it. I'm giving it to my daughter. <laughs> the way you are behaving, I will never leave anything to you. <laughs> she changes her mind. Good behavior. Okay, I will change back to your name again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let us learn to number our days, okay? Think that way. Look, think that way. Think that way. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how we all go, oh, think of my wedding, buying a house. You see, there's no guarantee that you marry before you die. There's no guarantee that you build a house. See, so it may happen. We believe God to happen. But one thing is guaranteed, you will die. Hallelujah. So, is it a good prayer? It says, teach us so. It's a prayer. That we may apply our hearts unto what? We may apply our hearts unto what? I said, we may apply our hearts unto what? It will make you wise. That's all. It, 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 it does not. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Look, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God. I believe that God is the giver of life. I'm not expecting to die tomorrow. Not at all. And I don't pray for you to die tomorrow either. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm teaching you a wise way to live. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. More times. The next time I want to talk about, the other time I want to talk about is uh, the time of your salvation. The time of your salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. It says, For he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So you don't know. There's a day that you will be saved. The window for salvation is not forever. It's a window. I'm preaching. There's a day of salvation. It is not open forever. There's a time. There's a day. That is why when you hear the word, the gospel, and you harden your heart, and that opportunity passes, you may hear the same word, but it will not have an effect on you because the day of salvation has passed. There's a day. There's a day of salvation. Yeah. 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 You are sitting here because on a particular day, thank God you accepted Christ because if that day had passed, you probably won't accept him again. There's a day of salvation. 
The day of salvation. In fact, statistics have shown, statistics have shown that most people who are born again get born again before 22. After the age of 22, only about 10 or 50% get give their life to Christ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most people go save in their 20s. After that, somehow, you, you, when, you see, when the day of salvation passes for you, your heart hardens. So if you are here and you are saved, you should thank God. There's a day of salvation. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's a day of salvation. It's a day. It's not open forever. It's not open forever. It's not open forever. It's a day. It's a period. When you had when you hear his words, harden not your heart. See, that is why even in church, you can be in church, but you're not saved properly. You see, and when you don't take that decision, eventually you will develop a chronic resistance to the word. You hear the word, but it has no effect on you. Because there are people who are in church who are not saved. Oh yeah, there are people who are in church who are not saved. And they have developed resistance to the word of God. There's a day of salvation. There's a day that you must hear the word of God and say that this is it. Because when that day passes, it may not be easy. Listen to me. When God told Noah to build the ark, God told Noah to build an ark. Go and read the Bible in Genesis. And God commanded told Noah to bring in the animals. I mean, God was patient bringing the animals. Of course, lions came in, horses came in, horses obviously ran faster, but the snail also entered. God was patient enough to allow the snail also to enter. So the horses came in fast, the snail also entered. But, so, but in spite of that, go and read the Bible, and the Bible said, and God, not Noah, and God shut the ark. And God, it wasn't Noah. Noah was not the one who closed the ark. And God said, I have opened the ark enough. I am shutting it. From now, no. It's not dependent on Noah. It was dependent on God. God was the one who shut the ark. Yeah. And God shut the ark. I hope they can find that scripture for me. God was the one who closed the door of the ark. And, my, and, and, and I pray. And I pray to you today. And I beg you that pray for your brothers. Pray for your family members. Pray for your sisters. That they may enter the ark before God shut the ark. May none of our loved ones be left behind. shut the ark. That is why as a Christian, as a born again, you must have a heart for salvation. You must have a heart for souls. You must think and pray for people and win souls so that they can enter the ark because it is not forever. When day God will come, God will shut the ark. And the Lord, uh-huh, have you seen? Uh, then the, then God, who, who, who closed the ark? I said, who closed the ark? 
Then the Lord closed the door behind them. Was it Noah? Look, I beg you, pray for your people to be saved. Pray for your relatives, your friends. That, and don't forget this prayer. Lord, may they enter the ark before it is shut. Pray for them to be entered there. Hallelujah. So what it means is that the salvation, you see, the day of it means that people's salvations are in our hands. The days of people's salvation are in our hands. And if we go, if you don't go out there and tell them and witness to them, the day will pass, the ark will be shut, but your blood will be required by, by, from your hands. It is not forever. Look, this session of the church is not intentional. It's not that it was the seats are broken or the seats are destroyed or there's water on the ground. It is empty because, they are, because the souls that need to be saved are out there and we are keeping quiet. If everybody was to take up their cross and think about the possibility of witnessing your brother, your sister, your friend, this space will be filled in a week. It's, it's not, there's, there's no problem with this side of the building at all. Yeah. God, Shadiak. God, Shadiak. Listen, we cannot toy with evangelism. Amen. Yeah. We cannot. God, I'm serious. We cannot toy with it. Because God is the one who opens and closes. So, whilst the door is open, He's expecting us to tell people so that they can enter before the day of salvation passes. Don't let us be too. We are so much concerned about our personal life, our itty bitty. What will I get? What will I get? Let me tell you something. You're not going to get a squat. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all other things will be added. When you set you up, turn your heart to God. And all other things will be added. Amen. If ye, Colossians, if ye, be, if ye be risen with Christ, set your affections on things on high. Tune your heart to the things on high. Don't, see, don't be comfortable with somebody you love not saved. Knowing this verse that a day will come, the ark will be shut. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Maybe this, you see, this is our judgment. Apache, QFC Apache, this is our judgment. God will tell you, look, I left a section for you to fill it. But you are concerned about your private life. And because of that, many people got shut with the ark. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe God intentionally left this thing for us to see whether we obey the call. Amen. The day of salvation. Thank God you are saved. Thank God you are saved. But others are out there and their clock is ticking and you have kept quiet. I should say you, we, because we are all guilty. It's time. We let them know. Amen. The last time I'm going to talk about today. 
The last time I want to talk about, okay, appointment, we want to talk about the time of maturity. Yeah, the time of maturity. Mature. Maturity. Maturity. Hebrews 5, 15. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 15. Hebrews 5.15, please. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 15. Oh, man. You are slowing down my preaching, brother. Hebrews 5.15. 15. 15. Okay, it's all right. We can take this one. It's okay. All right. Go back. Okay, go back to 10. Let's read from 10. Okay, 11. 12. For when? Okay, this is also good. Sorry, 12. 5, 12. For when for the time? For when for the time? Sorry, it's not 15. It's actually 12. For when, when for the time ye ought to be teachers? For when for the time ye ought to be teachers? Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers? Can you give me a modern version like the New Living Translation? The same verse, NLT. You have been believers so long. Now that you ought to be teaching others, instead, you need somebody to teach you. You need somebody to teach you again the basic things about God's way. There is a time for maturity. You cannot be a child forever. You cannot be receiving preaching, be taught forever. A time has come, you must also mature. That is quiet. There is a time. There is a time you should mature. There's a time you should have you should have sheep. There's a time you should be a cell leader. There's a time you should be you, you should also have some people. I mean, you have been in this church from the from the days of Apostle Joel Bishop. You are still sitting down. You don't even have a cell group. How long? Time to be mature. There's a time for your maturity. You need to be mature. One time I was doing marriage counseling, I told the guy that ah, you've been married for almost 15 years. You are still having this problem. I am tired of your marital problems. I expect two year or three year marriage. So 15 years, you still have been matured. For when for the time you ought to teach. Listen to me. After being a Christian for a while, at a point you must mature. And the reason why I am preaching this regime, when you don't mature, when you're supposed to mature, you become abnormal. Oh, yeah. When a baby, you see, when a baby does not develop the way he's supposed to develop at a point, you see, when a baby is pooping on himself, when it's one month old, it's not a problem. When a baby is pooping on himself, when it's six months old, it's not a problem. 
But if the baby does not develop and at the age of 12, he's still pooping on himself, it is a problem. Because a 12-year-old poo is not the same as a one-year-old poo. It's family. Yeah. At that point, it becomes a problem. Hallelujah. Because at this point, we expect him to be able to have control of his bladder. Yeah. Yeah. Try to, I mean, I mean, people who don't, don't, don't develop, try to clean a 13 year old who has poo pooed. It's not the same as cleaning a three month old. Not at all. So, so, it, so, so you, you become an anomaly after being around for a long time, such that you don't mature. You see, when after a long time you don't mature, you become an anomaly, and instead of being blessed, you become a critic. preaching to you. That's why I'm in Kuala today. I come to preach to you. You become a critic. So instead of, you see, and, and let me tell you something. So instead of attracting a blessing, you begin to attract curses. Because the Bible said that and they murmured against Moses and God was not happy with them. He was displeased and they were overthrown in the wilderness. See, murmuring brings, anytime you murmur, you attract demons and you get overthrown. And you see, murmuring, anytime you murmur, anytime you murmur, you attract demons. And demons cause you to be overthrown. They were murmured and, and many died because they were murmuring. They were murmuring. They were murmuring. And memories, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes memory comes as a result of being around and not maturing. Because the day you mature, and you also start to preach, you will respect the one who is preaching. Look, most of the people that we have sent out of here, now nowadays when they call me, they are very humble. Oh, very. Recently, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually coming from Staten Island. I want to officially uh, ordain my Polly as a pastor. So now Lady Pastor Jessica. Today we did a lot of uh, pastoral appointment, and Reverend Nat want to appoint uh, Pastor Nana as a pastor. So Nana is now officially Pastor Nana, and all all over the country. So we, we, today was our pastoral appointment day. Ordination. So the so when you see her now, she's called LP Jessica. I beg you, <laughs> with all due respect, let's call her LP Jessica. So that we all have our peace. Are you hearing me? But recently she called me. Hey, hey, Reverend, I can't believe it. I can't believe what I was preaching. And she said I was talking about her. I said, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Now she appreciates it. You see, when you go out there, amen, there comes a time you must mature. You must, you know, some of you, for the length of time that you've been in church, you should be a, a reverend minister by now. Are you hearing me? Look, tell your neighbor, mature. Tell the person, you've been around for too long. It's time for you to teach. I mean, you've been in the 
church for a long time, every day, you are following one prophet, another prophet. What have you seen? What prophet again do you need? Yeah. It's time to mature. You must mature. Amen. Yeah. Maturity. That's what I told the guy. I said, we'll be married for 15 years. I don't expect these problems after 15 years of marriage. If after 15 years we are still calling about the basics, then what do you expect me to be talking to the two, three, the people who just got married to? Amen. It's time to teach. It's time to teach. It's time to get some sheep around you and say, I am teaching them. It's time to be a cell leader. It's time to be a shepherd. It's time to be a ministry leader. You know enough. I am saying that you know enough. If I have been preaching to you in this church for at least two years, I can say that you know enough. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of you stand to start branches. Anyway, uh, Pastor Davis is not here, and Nicola is not here because. The prophecy of Michael has come to pass. <laughs> He's clapping. Um, but we'll, actually, let me talk about it now. You can take it out of the recording. But what is happening is um, we are making some changes. So his time has come to be the senior pastor of a branch. And I pray that you will mature. I say, I pray that what? You will mature. I pray that what? You will mature. You see, if you are in this church, pray that one day you also start a branch. I say pray that one day you also start a branch. Some of you will say me because you have time yourself into rock of ages. (laughs) It's like, at this my age and my time, where am I going? Listen to me. Caleb was 80 years ago. He said that 40 years ago, Moses sent me. At your age, you can still go. I can see some of you, your mind, Father. Look, Charlie. For, Apache Manhattan forever and ever. <laughs> you have turned yourself into local chief mothers. Let them come and go. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. No, I like you. I like you. I like you, but in our church, we believe in sending people out. Amen. Amen. Of course, not everyone, not everyone will be sent out, but we believe in it. Amen. And when we send you out, it's a sign that we like you. Unlike the police, when they send you out, they don't like you. <laughs> Ours is different. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look, it comes a time you must be mature. So this morning, all that I'll say is that there are times and seasons in our life. And my prayer is that God will open our eyes to know the times and the seasons. Amen. There's purpose in your heart that I will not stay at this place forever. I need to grow up. 
I need to mature. Amen. And pray also that, Lord, teach me to number my days that I may apply wisdom. I'm not expecting to die now, but may I think like a dying man. Hallelujah. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Please order my steps. In your word, order my steps, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word, please. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I talked about the day of salvation. There's a day, there's a day, there's a day that you have to give your life to Christ. And if you don't pay attention to that day and you let it pass, you may not have this opportunity again. The word will not have the same effect on you. God has opened a window and you must enter the ark. For the Bible says, and God shut the ark. Now that the ark is open, my brother, my sister, it's time for you to enter. So this afternoon, if you are here and you are not born again, if you are not saved, please, I just want to tell you that the ark will not be open forever. Today is the day of salvation. When you hear his voice, harden not your heart. I came to tell you, to announce to you, there comes a day you must give your life to Christ. Oh, there comes a time you must decide that from today I'll be serious. I'll be serious with God. I'll be serious with God. I've been in church for too long, but I'm not serious. I want to take God more serious than it has been. So, whether you want to give your life to God or you want to take, or you are born again, but you are not serious, please lift up your hand and take a decision. Today, I want to be serious with God. No more games. Please lift up your hand. Please lift up your hand. Take a decision. Today marks the day of my salvation. From today, I will serve God in seriousness. No more games. The day of salvation. The ark is open. The ark is open. Please. I'm begging you to lift up your hand because God shut the ark. Don't let today pass without taking that decision. You are not born again, or you are not serious. You are not serious. You know, serious. When I say serious, I mean serious. Church is a game. You come, you go, but you have not made any commitment. Please lift up your hand with every eye closed, and I pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are not serious. I'm telling you, it's time to be serious. With every eye closed and every head, but I want to pray for you. It's time to be serious. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Father, we thank you this afternoon for the word of salvation, for commitment to the call of God. Thank you, Lord. May our steps be ordered. May we know the times and the seasons. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. To bring your first and best, come. Humbly I ask thee, teach me your will while you are working. Help me be still, though Satan is busy. God is real. Order my steps. this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.